Welcome to Natty Nights, a Monday edition. Getting your week started off right. I know a lot of people were off today, and uh, we're not. Well, I'm not. Ryan's off today. I do that. I say that like I'm give, like I'm doing him favor. Like he has a paid holiday off. He does not have a paid holiday off. He doesn't have a paid day on. <laughs> uh, welcome to the stream. Welcome to the podcast. Brought to you by busr.com/slash Josh. Get yourself a sign up bonus and uh, get ready for NFL football. This Thursday, I said it a couple times uh, last week that it just feels weird that we are just a couple days away from national from the National Football League kicking off. I think it's it's just because of the no no uh, I almost said spring training no training camp really um, no preseason I should say um, but either way the bets will be flowing so busr.com slash Josh get yourself a sign up bonus over there. I know that the past couple days. Uh, the past episodes, we haven't really had bets to get into. However, I did play some today. Were they good? Not really. <laughs> uh, I decided to get back on the horse, tweeted this out earlier, and I went with Diamondbacks because if you haven't seen Zach Gallon pitch this year, you need to. Uh, go watch his highlights maybe maybe follow the game on on MLB at bats uh, game day. Maybe listen to the game. I don't. This guy is seriously. I think he he might be one of the most underrated guys in the National League. Uh, so I had the Diamondbacks pick the A's. The A's haven't started yet. They're they're actually about to. Looks like about to uh, about to get get underway. And then I I took the Rays, who got got stomped by um by Washington today. And you know what? That was the game. It was Charlie Morton and uh, Max Scherzer. And I mean, you know, the Rays. I just I just feel good about that matchup and I haven't really paid too much attention to be honest with about you know with with Max Scherzer so I went I went to Tampa Bay it were they were plus money and it bit me it bit me I was also I was very hesitant on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning New York Islanders game didn't take that one glad I didn't because I was going to take New York and Tampa Bay is up as we speak 3-1 at the end of the first period I would also like to uh, mention that uh, we will be doing this 16-team parlay starting on Thursday. Well, Wednesday's episode, we'll we'll be going over it. I, I'm I just feel like it would be a fun way to go and lose a bunch of money. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty much what it would be. So we're gonna go through 16 games uh, on Wednesday night's episode uh, for the podcasters Thursday morning's episode, and you can completely fade us. Uh, you can you can ride with us. You can make fun of us. It doesn't matter. Which leads me to the next point. The voicemail episode was released today. It was released this morning, and uh, a couple people reached out and were like, "Hey, man, I really, I actually really liked this. I appreciate that." So we had a couple couple voicemails, couple text messages, and it was about a thirty minute episode, um, but full of full of content. There were no there were no lapses or lulls or anything like that. Play the voicemails on uh, on the episode and, and went straight into it. So for those who reached out, I appreciate you. For those who participated, I appreciate you as well. All three of you uh, have been entered to win the jersey after the podcast hits 1,000 listens. And by the way, like that's going to continue until the podcast hits 1,000 listens. If you leave a voicemail, if you leave a text message that we can go over on Sunday afternoon and release on Monday, you are entered to win um, that jersey giveaway. And yes multiple entries do count so alex pete bk if you leave another one it's another entry 
the the more you the, the more you play, the better your possibilities are. And the best part is, is this doesn't cost you anything. Maybe a little bit of your time. That's about it. Um, so I, again, I appreciate that. And the number on the screen to uh, to get involved in that eight one five seven one four nine zero four four eight one five seven one four nine zero four four a lot of Chicago stuff to get to get into today. I want to keep it as short as possible because I know, you know, solo shows aren't that amazing to listen to. Uh, some would argue that both of us aren't amazing to listen to. But I wanted to hit on this first. If anybody saw Josh McCown's uh, headlines today, first of all, the guy is 41 years old. I didn't know that. I did not know Josh McCown was 41 years old. But he's in the, he's in the record books now. And I'm sure you're probably like, it's definitely not for passing yards. Yeah, you're right. It's it's also, it's it's not for Super Bowl wins either. It's for uh, the oldest practice squad quarterback in NFL history. He signed this signed this contract with the Philadelphia Eagles to be their practice uh, their their practice squad quarterback. And if you listen, I never really get jealous of like people making a lot of money. I just don't. But this guy's going to be a practice squad quarterback, and he's making twelve thousand dollars a week. I almost said a year. He's making twelve grand a week, a week. Unbelievable. Like, where where do I sign up? I mean, seriously. Like, how hard can it be to be a practice squad quarterback? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm totally underestimating how hard it is and how much work actually goes into being a practice squad quarterback. But you are making literally more in two weeks than a lot of people make in a year. And let's be real. You're not working eight hours a day. It's, you're, not, you're not doing that. So like you're going to go home. And I don't even know if he's married, but you're going to go home and, and your wife's going to be like, oh, how was your day, babe? And he's like, oh, so long. Hey, but, you know, I want to know, what is that? A, what is that a week? 12, so it's 12 grand a week, but how, what is that a day? 12, 12,000 divided by seven. Somebody do some quick math for me and leave it in the, leave it in the comments because, listen, <laughs> you might make more in a day than a lot of people make in a month. <laughs> this is unbelievable, man. This, I, I, <sighs> frustrating and and this sparked another bit of research that i did and it's a little bit uh it's a little shaky because of the dates that were on this i wanted to look up how much bullpen catchers make because let's be real like other than the wear and tear on your knees right i mean that's that's a lot but you're you're just warming guys up man i mean there might be some some little intricacies that i'm missing here uh to, to like how important their job is. And I'm not saying that it's not important, right? But And, and neither, neither the, the practice squad quarterback, but at the same time, it's like, listen, man, a lot of people, like you make more money for, for less work than a lot of people do. And it's, that's just the market, right? But I looked up, how much does a bullpen catcher make? The average bullpen catcher. And uh, the, featured, the, the featured bit from, uh, the featured snippet, I should say, from Google said, that uh, bullpen catchers are the lowest salaried player slash coach on a Major League Baseball roster. According to Fangraphs in 2016, they make $90,000 a year. Listen, if I had $90,000 a year, my life would be totally different. 
and that's it's definitely more it's definitely more than it, this is we're talking four years ago this year is different right they're I don't, they're not making 90 grand a year not this year i don't think um but still man you you're a practice squad quarterback twelve thousand dollars a week forty eight thousand dollars a month uh you are a bullpen catcher you make ninety thousand dollars a year and by the way you get a lot of the perks if not all the perks that major league baseball 40-man rosters get must be nice must <laughs> must be nice let's stick with money for a second here Allen robinson and the chicago bears a lot of us thought, including myself, thought that there would be no wasted time with the number one target on the Chicago Bears offense. The man who wears 12, the man we call A-Rob, thought that he was going to get extended in the spring, you know, maybe before May. Who knows? Well, let's just go with that. We're going to we're gonna decline Mitch Trubisky's option, and we're going to extend Allen Robinson in the same breath. It sounded like a great thing to me. And then they were like, well, we're going to, you know, maybe in the summer. Okay. You know what? That's fine because COVID, we get it. We totally get it. And then summer comes around and we just don't hear anything. We just don't. We don't We don't know what's going on. A lot of it's Nick Foles has been really polite to all of his teammates. And Mitch Trubisky looks like, you know, he really wants the job. And, you know, the way he talks, it sounds really good. That's what we heard in the summer. Nothing about nothing about a Rob, and then here we are. Um, what are we six day f- six days away from from Chicago Bears opening kickoff against Detroit, and that's it, that's it. We're we're not apparently talking about the Allen Robinson extension. He himself has said, "Look, I'm not focused on that anymore. I'm not focused about about the business side of football anymore. I'm I'm focused on this season and the Detroit Lions on Sunday." I don't have any control over it. And Ryan Pace, this is from NBC Sports Chicago. Ryan Pace was uh, was said to basically have the the mindset of like, well, I didn't think I didn't think Labor Day was the was the deadline. They have about a week because a lot of unlike baseball and, and unlike football, I'm sorry, unlike basketball, you really don't see um, you really don't see extensions done in in the in the middle of the season and I'm not saying baseball and basketball like you see it a lot but you definitely don't see it mid-season in football I I don't know man I this is one of those things where like I feel like it's a it's such a no-brainer for the Chicago Bears to extend really their only 100% reliable target in Allen Robinson you you like Ryan Pace in this NBC Sports Chicago article Talks about how amazing Allen Robinson is on the field and off the field. He's such a good teammate. This this is like a this hits a nerve with me because of you know past stuff that that you have that that I personally have had and and, and other people have had with employers. It's like listen, you can talk me up all day. That's sweet, but money talks. Like you you yapping your gums isn't gonna fill my my pockets. I need you to pay me. And not not saying they haven't paid Allen Robinson. It seems really, really, it seems fishy that they're not extending him. And I know there's a lot that has to, that goes into like next season's salary cap. We don't really know what's going on next year. There's some curveballs that Ryan Pace and, and, the, and the financial staff of the Chicago Bears have to figure out. But that's got to be a priority for you. Like so much so that you find a way to get this done without him hitting free agency. 
because that Bears offense without Allen Robinson is very thin. And I don't think there's an argument otherwise. It's very thin without A-Rob. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this could be a blessing, right? Maybe Ryan Pace is done after this season because everything everything you know hits the fan and the new GM comes in and he's like, Alan, we're going to give you this extension and then you know we, we get to start new. But... I guess I just don't get it. I don't understand why you're why you're not extending extending Allen Robinson, your top wide receiver for the past couple seasons, and uh, obviously a mainstay in that offense. So we'll we'll talk more football up until uh, Thursday night's kickoff uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and Houston Texans. I have a, a question for uh, Ryan when he gets back tomorrow, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll just save it for Wednesday, but more so about uh, betting odds going into the NFL season, so we'll talk about that. But I want to switch gears a little bit to talk about the Cubs. Here's here's my my thing about the Cubs. They pick up Billy Hamilton off of waivers from uh, from the New York Mets. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but when I saw Billy Hamilton, I'm like, this guy's got, he's been around the league, man. He's been, this is like his 10th team, right? And then I go to his baseball reference page, and he's played for Kansas City. I'm sorry, I'll try and go in order. He's played for Cincinnati, Kansas City, Atlanta, the Mets, and now the Cubs. He's only played for five teams. Well, really four, because he hasn't played with the Cubs yet. The Cubs, I I don't um, don't really get it. Like, on on one hand, I do, right? I I, I understand... uh, I understand where they're coming from financially. Where like, look, a Billy Hamilton is kind of is what you're gonna get. There's really no room on those books until that DraftKings check clears. But wouldn't you think that this the the shakiness of that bullpen? Wouldn't you think that you would bolster it that way instead of picking up guys like Billy Hamilton? Like, I'm honestly, I'm listen. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm surprised they did not go for Carson Fulmer. I know he sucks. Look, White Sox fans all over know this guy is terrible. But when you're the Chicago Cubs and you don't have money, you don't have the ability to go make those moves at the trade deadline uh, last week, you have to get creative. And I know they got Josh Oshich and um, uh, blanking uh, Chafin, but uh, I still think that, like, wouldn't you rather have more relievers than you would like? Just in case, because we all know, we all know how how seesaw a bullpen can be. I, I just, uh, I mean, you added Cameron Maben, you added Jose Martinez. I don't know. I mean, the the Cubs are uh, the Cubs are interesting. I believe they're five or six games over five hundred today. When I checked, they were twenty three and fifteen. I'm not, I wasn't. I'm not sure if that was before or after the Cardinals win today. I just, uh, after Kyle Hendricks and after you Darvish, it gets a little, eh. <laughs> Hendricks, you know what you're getting. You Darvish has been an absolute, he's been a stud this season. There's no doubt about that. I just don't know, as they await Jose Quintana and Tyler Chatwood's return, I just think that there's a lot of in-between. I mean, they're still in first place in the, in the National League Central. I believe that they're going to win that division. 
Uh, I don't think there's anything anything crazy going to happen in the next couple weeks. But when you look at the rest of their schedule, I'll do my best. I don't have this in front of me, but they have uh, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. They have um, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Minnesota, and the White Sox. A lot of divisions. I'm sorry, a lot of, lot of divisional stuff uh, early, early out in that schedule. Uh, but their schedule's not easy. It, it's it's not easy. I still think, again, that they're winning this division. I just, uh, I, I, they have to stay healthy. And look, they DFA'd Steven Souza Jr. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Steven Souza Jr. is their, their savior off the bench. Um, but I, I think they're like they're they're deep, but they're not talented deep. They they have guys that can fill some spots here and there. I just don't think that their uh, their their talent goes that far. Like when you when you looked at the the twenty sixteen Cubs, their depth was like damn. I mean, we look our last guy on on the bench can come up and hit a he can he can hit a pinch hit home run for us in the ninth and, and we're good to go this team doesn't feel that way I don't know if any Cubs fans really feel like they're going to 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 contend for a World Series I mean the playoffs are a lot different who knows maybe Rizzo Contreras Baez Bryant maybe they heat up at the right time it's really all you need the playoffs right get hot at the right time and, and see what happens but I, as far as their depth goes I, I just I don't know I, I the names are there the guys are there like the just the slots but uh, talent-wise, no disrespect. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if it's it's really there. But hey, even the series with the St. Louis Cardinals, um, bravo. I mean, I think a lot of people were hoping that the the Cubs would would beat up a little bit more on the on the Cardinals. But when you take uh, when you even the series, the season series against a division rival like that, you got to feel you got to feel pretty good, especially the way they, the oddity of the wave they've been playing lately. It's like you get a really good game, a really good game out of these guys, and then the next day they lose nine to one, and it's like, well, we don't really know what to think about them. So, for Cubs fans, man, I feel you. I I, I think uh, I think there's a lot of uncertainty going each and every day. Really, I saw somebody tweet today like, well, we're expecting big things out of Rizzo, but like we'll also take the the uh the like a double play ball that'll you know score a run and in general they're not really scoring a ton of runs so it is what it is man we'll we'll go from there i i think um i think cubs fans are going to be interested to see it, it's i'm sorry it's going to be interesting to see what cubs fans how how cubs fans react day in and day out uh as we approach the end of the season because that schedule isn't very easy so let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk White Sox because I have a few things that I want to discuss with uh, with the people out there, and um, and and we'll get into it because we are 19 games away from Game 60, if my math is right. 19, yeah. Let's take a break right here on Natty Nights. From the first pitch to the final buzzer, On Tap Sportsnet has got you covered for all your Chicago sports needs. Read up on the current state of your team on our website and listen to us banter during our team-specific podcast. Thirsty? We even have beer reviews to help you take the edge off. Follow us on Twitter at OnTapSportsNet and get all the content you'll ever need at OnTapSportsNet.com. OnTapSportsNet. It's what's on tap in Chicago. Hey guys, it's Ryan Green Machine Ebner here from the Big J and BB Show, your source for gaming, anime, and sports news. 
You can find us on your podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Also find us on Twitter at Big J and BB Show. Now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. Hello everyone, I'm Undead Rebel, and you could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash undeadrebel. You'll see a variety of content on stream, including sporting news, but my channel is more focused around video game content and playthrough of the hottest and newest video games currently out now. So, can't wait to see you in the stream to watch some epic fails, have some laughs, and maybe some OMG moments. Enjoy the rest of the show. Back here on Natty Nights, usually after the break, we talk national stuff, but um, I mean, really other than the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, which a couple minutes, other than Giannis, I think if unless you're a diehard basketball fan, there's not a ton to get into. Either way, it's still fun to watch. NBA playoffs are still, still fun to watch. So let, let's, we'll talk White Sox and we'll finish up the show here. Listen, as a diehard White Sox fan, this is the most fun that I've ever had watching baseball. It really is. This is more fun than 2005. And I think that this is more fun than 05 because I know a hell of a lot more about baseball than I did when I was in seventh grade. I know I know way more about who should and shouldn't be in the, in the game out of the bullpen. I know way more about managerial decisions. It's just, it feels better this year than it did in 2005. Um, that being said, there are very big concerns that I have with this White Sox team. And I know a lot of people are like, dude, what are you, what are you bitching about? They're 26 and 15. They are in first place. Uh, tied for first place because Cleveland won today. Um, we have some serious question marks in that bullpen. And I know people are like, what? The bullpen has been rock solid. Yeah, yeah, it has. But when you use Jimmy Cordero 11 out of 13 days and Steve Ciszek on a consistent basis comes in and gives up bombs... There's two guys that, well, really, Jimmy Cordero's he's effective. But Steve Ciszek, I, I was praising this guy when he, when he signed with the White Sox. And I was praising this guy when he drove his family from Florida to Chicago to get ready for the season. I was in this guy's corner. And when you come in against the Kansas City Royals, no disrespect, and you give up a first ball, fastball, home run, I have an issue with that. Because it already, first of all, you made it a game on Sunday. You made it a game. And what's crazy is sometimes, look, when you have a four-run lead late in a game, four, five, six-run lead, Steve Ciszek is a guy that you can put in this season. Like you know, last season he was the he was the Mister Dependable for the Cubs, but this season he's like a guy like, hey man, now's your time to go figure it out. He hasn't figured it out all season, and when you have a reliever like that, it totally—I don't care what anybody says—it is so contagious. 
when Steve Ciszek comes out there and gives up a couple runs and he gets pulled earlier than expected and then Matt Foster comes in and he gives up a run and then Ian Hamilton comes in and you're like how are we this is going to it's it's 6-6 six, six now so that's a concern another concern Aaron Bummer Chase Fry two of our very very effective lefties this season disabled list uh, a lot of people know Aaron Bummer was transferred to the 45-day 45 dis- uh, 45 disabled list a couple days ago. Uh, he's on a throwing program. Everybody's hoping that he comes back before the end of 2020. That's It's it's just frustrating because Aaron Bummer is one of the most fun pitchers to watch out of the, out of the White Sox bullpen, especially because he's a lefty. And to see him... Like now, like he he had the bicep issue, right? And then you know the bicep started to heal, and he was all good. And then there was a nerve problem. I these these injuries just they they haven't gone away from the White Sox. Carlos Rodon, Jimmy Lambert, I mean the list goes on. Leary Garcia, Nick Madrigal, we lost Nick Madrigal. Yon Moncada hasn't been healthy all season. Um. It, it's tough, man. It's it's really tough because you really want this team to just be healthy, especially the way that they've been playing. And and it, it is a testament of of how of how much this team wants it, right? You you have to give some credit to how Ricky Renteria is keeping these guys going and, and rallying these guys because when you have so many injuries, sometimes it is really hard to to consistently win games. And they're doing that. They started one in four and they're twenty six and fifteen. That's 25 and 11. Like, this team has been on a tear. Not as well as the Dodgers, but this team has been, they've been rolling. So I'm not here to poo-poo this season. I'm just saying, going into games that really count. Because look, we go Pittsburgh, we get a day off today. Pittsburgh for two games, day off, final day off of the season. Then you go Detroit, not in not in a specific order. You go Detroit. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Minnesota, and then the Cubs. So, it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, the Achilles heel this season is Minnesota. You have them for, I believe, four games. Cleveland's the best pitching staff in the majors. So maybe you do need to take care of these uh, these two series coming up. Detroit's playing good baseball. Detroit is on the heels of that wild card spot. Who knows how that how long they stick there, but they're playing good ball. So Pittsburgh, who you beat up on last um, last weekend, the Giolito no hitter. You have them for two at Pittsburgh. Then you come home for Detroit. So these are five game sets. These, these this is a handful of games. So ideally, you're thirty one and fifteen. I mean, that. That'd be perfect. Maybe you go four and one, 30 and 16. I mean, either way, though, that record feels good. But when you go into the remainder of this schedule, whew, boy, would you love to be healthy. And now I don't know Carlos Rodon's, t- I don't know his, his timetable, but you need him to be healthy. And you're also going to have to figure out what exactly is going on with Ronaldo Lopez. Dane Dunning has really surprised a lot of people. Dallas Keuchel left the game early last. 
it's just everything seems to like when everything's like, listen, we're, we're making some ground back, getting healthy. This guy goes down and it's like, man, it's just it's the nature of this 60 game season. I understand. It's just a little frustrating. Now, the, the Dallas Keuchel report was back stiffness. Shouldn't shouldn't miss a start. Should be OK. But the dude had 45 pitches like <laughs> he had 45 pitches in the in the going into the fifth inning. He could have CG'd him yesterday and really made a case for his Cy Young award. Uh, yes, I said Cy Young award. Um, and unfortunately, that that's not going to happen. Now, Ronaldo Lopez, I don't know. I don't know if he's coming back. I, I don't know if they're going to recall him. I don't know what's going on with that. But seriously, in the bullpen, I, I'm very, very concerned about the health of this bullpen as much as they're used. I'm pretty sure on average the White Sox use six, six pitchers a game. I mean, four if we're lucky. Like it, it's Ricky Renteria is going through the he's he's changing pitchers like he's changing underwear. It's it's unbelievable. It's working. It's working. We're winning games. I just don't know how long that's sustainable, especially in the playoffs when you're playing back to back to back days. I mm, I don't know. Like high intensity pitches, everybody like everybody's a closer. Everybody's a closer in the playoffs. Alex Colome threw 49 pitches on on Friday and Saturday. Not available Sunday. It's just, I don't know, man. I, that, that's my biggest concern. This offense is not a concern to me. Look, they go they have a a, a couple days off of of cold bats. They'll bounce back. I'm I'm confident they bounce back. I'm just worried about the sustainability of this bullpen. That's where I'm at. But again, if we go into these playoffs, which, look, I think it's like a 99.5% chance that the White Sox make the playoffs now. If we go into these playoffs and suck, I'm cool. I'm cool because if you think about it, Anderson, never been in the playoffs. Jimenez, never been in the playoffs. Luis Robert, never been in the playoffs. Moncada, never been in the playoffs. Giolito, Keuchel's a different story. Uh, McCann, Yasmani Grandal, different story. Jose Abreu, uh, Omar Mazar, young guy. Nick Madrigal, Danny Mendick. This team is so young. This team is unbelievably young. And what better way to to get them a little taste of how the hell this team needs to play in the playoffs than actually getting to the playoffs? This is in. Uh, this is this is a this is what I like to consider a long term year. Short term schedule, long term effects. Seriously, this team has a taste of winning. They're gonna have a taste of the playoffs. And that's gonna that's gonna pay huge uh, going into the future. And yes, I believe this team adds in the in the off season. Steve Ciszek is not coming back, so they're gonna bolster that bullpen a little bit more. Do they just do go free agency? I don't know. Maybe they do some maybe they do some some trades, but I don't think they're in a position to really sell that farm just yet. I'm I don't think it's there yet. I think that's a that's a trade deadline next season. That's a maybe an off season next year. That's where I, that's where I'm at with the White Sox. So I, I I wanted to get those things off my chest. I appreciate everybody listening to this rant about the Chicago White Sox. I hope uh, if you're not a White Sox fan and you're some, for some reason sticking around, I appreciate you. But don't forget the voicemail episodes. Sunday are uh, Sundays are recording days. Uh, we try to do them after you know four four five o'clock. So one to two o'clock Central Time is the deadline to get those voicemails in. And you have all week. You can leave them on Wednesday, and we'll get to them on Sunday. 
Um, so 815-714-9044. That does also give you an entry into winning a jersey after the podcast hits 1,000 listens. You can leave a text message as well. So again, I appreciate everybody tuning in. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever you are, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, and uh, share with a friend. That would be most important. So again, I appreciate everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.